Thank you. All right, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for so many graces and blessings of this session. We ask the Blessed Virgin Mary to inspire us, not only today, but as we go forward, uh, finishing up this Lenten season, finishing this session next week, and really helping us to deepen our devotion to Mary. So we thank you, Lord God, and thank you for all the blessings. We praise you and thank you in all things in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Today I'd like to talk about the apparitions of Mary uh, at various times and places. Uh, the handout that I gave you lists the nine approved apparitions. Now, you might say, well, this is missing and that's missing and so forth and so on. The word approved is because it's, it's in quotation marks there. <clears throat> that is because not all of the apparitions of Mary uh, have been approved by the Vatican. And prior to uh, the Council of Trent in the 1500s, uh, none of the apparitions were put through a process that is in existence now uh, through the Vatican. Uh, and there's many other things. For example, <clears throat> uh, declaring someone a saint. Up until the 13th century, uh, that was done by the local bishops. And anybody that the local bishop felt uh, was worthy of the cause uh, was approved uh, and declared a saint. And that got into the canonization records and so forth. But eventually in the 13th century, the Vatican took charge of the process by which an individual was declared a saint. Uh, and one of the things is it had to go through a series of documentation and a number of investigations. Well, the same thing was true with the apparitions. Mary approved, uh, appeared rather, to many people and in many places prior uh, to the 16th century. But uh, due to the uh, counter-reformation that took place uh, about the same time, one of the changes that was made in the Council of Trent was that the apparitions had to be approved by the church before they could be declared authentic. Now, that doesn't mean that many of the apparitions that have taken place since then, which are not on this list, uh, are false or fakes or something else. For example, uh, many people have gone to Medjugorje and many people believe that Mary appeared to the uh, various seers there uh, and a, a great deal of good has come out of that. But the church has not officially approved it. doesn't mean that they disapprove it. It just means that they haven't uh, extended the investigation <clears throat> through 
the, the normal process that is in existence now uh, to allow those apparitions to be officially approved by the church. Okay. We have a number of others that we know of uh, in Africa. There's also some in uh, Montreal, St. Anne de Beaupre, and uh, a number of other places. They just not have not gone through the entire process to be on the list of approved apparitions. So those that we have on this list are those that we consider approved. And that begins with the one uh, that we're going to show an extended video today on, and that is Our Lady of Guadalupe. Uh, as you know, Gua <coughs> Mary appeared to Juan Diego in 1534, and it was a very interesting um, appearance on a hilltop in sort of a desolated area uh, near Mexico City. Uh, the only thing that Mary wanted in that particular case was to have a chapel built uh, in her honor but you got to remember, this is not so much for the honoring of Mary, but any chapel, any uh, church, or even cathedrals and basilicas. You know what the difference between a, a cathedral and basilica is? A cathedral is one that is uh, housed by a bishop. A basilica is not a parish church. It is more of a shrine. Okay. Many basilicas are also used by the local people as a parish church, but officially they are more of shrines rather than uh, parish churches. Anyways, but the process has now been changed. And uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe was uh, for this chapel, but it wasn't necessarily... For Mary's purpose, it was to get the people of that particular area who were primarily Aztecs. And the Aztec faith had a number of uh, rather serious um, practices such as uh, child uh, sacrificing and so forth. And so what Mary wanted was to have the people of that uh, region uh, see a different side of the one God that they did worship. Okay. And you'll see that in the video uh, today. There are a number of other uh, apparitions that I think are really uh, worth looking at. For example, the next one here in 1830 where Mary appeared to St. Catherine Labore and asked that a medal be cast and distributed uh, her honor. And this is the medal that we often call the Miraculous Medal today. And it is responsible for a number of uh, miracles um, and a greater devotion, uh, not only to Mary, but of course Jesus Christ. <clears throat> the next one at La Salette. 
And if you'll see that all of these, with the exception of the first one, almost all of the others, Mary appears to very young people, quite often uh, children. Do you have any idea of why? Joe? Yes, exactly. The innocence of children. Children are more uh, willing to accept and believe and then be persistent in promoting what they have seen. Uh, because if, uh, I'm sure all of you who have children experience the fact that when a child really believes something in his mind and heart, he's going to stand or she's going to stand firm and make sure you believe it too, eventually. And that is why it is. Uh, you'll see the difference also in Juan Diego was not a child. He was an older man. And it took a while for him to accept and believe. Uh, frankly, I don't know. Uh, the, 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 when you said that, the term 54 years old came to my mind, but I'm not certain of that. All right. But he was not a young person. Right. And of course, anybody 54 is young to me. <laughs> 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 the other one that I think is uh, very important and uh, you all know about it is the apparition of Mary in France at the cave of Massabiel, uh to St. Bernadette and that is what we call Our Lady of Lourdes today uh, I've actually been there and um Vito has been there, and I'm sure some of you others have been there. When you go into that town, not just the shrine, not just the the basilica that is there, but when you go into the town, you can feel the presence of Mary and the Lord. It is it is something almost unbelievable. I was there uh well, several years ago, and it, it rained every day that I was there, but somehow or other you didn't mind it. Because the feeling of warmth and spirituality was so strong. In the, it's not a very big town, uh, but it is very crowded with a number of people. And of course the thing is, uh, is to bathe in the spring that began with Mary telling, uh, St. Bernadette to dig this hole uh, for fresh water and you know even Bernadette at the time was a little startled because it was a piece of dry land right in front of this cave and that is where the spring started and it is still running today Yeah, uh, I think Our Lady of Lourdes is probably the most popular of uh, the Marian shrines uh, today. The other one that is very popular is also Our Lady of Fatima in uh, Portugal. Uh, it's about uh, what 60 to 80 miles south of Lisbon. I've been there also. But the atmosphere is not quite the same. It's a much newer uh, area, a much newer church and so forth. The 
atmosphere is just not quite the same as it is in Lourdes. And then we can go on down to some of the others. But I want to spend most of the time on this video, which is taking going to take a little longer, about almost an hour, uh, and then talk about it afterwards, because I'm sure there will be questions that you will want to have answered. Is there any questions uh, now that you might have? Yes. Yes. 57. Okay, well, I was off by three years. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you can see how one event can affect so many millions of people. And that is the purpose of these apparitions. Mary doesn't ask anything for herself personally, but it is something that actually was intended to benefit the people of Mexico. And as you see, or uh, as the video told you, prior to that, uh, the the efforts of the Spanish people to convert the Aztec Indians didn't reach uh, very far. They could not seem to uh, get across the fact that the uh, Aztec people had such a strong hold in their pagan faith. But with the apparition there, that all changed. And it had such a far-reaching effect that it went all the way back to Spain and influenced uh, the Spanish people as well. So, uh, of course, the, the uh, Lady of Guadalupe is the patron saint of both North and South America and is really the patroness, you might say, of all of the Americas. Any questions? No, no question. Joe? According to this, it was uh, issued in 1910. Uh, I mean, 2010. <laughs> I'm sort of date, dating myself. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> Well, you see what technology can do, you know, discover more and more out of these. But because there was physical evidence, that is how this particular apparition became the first of the so-called approved uh, apparitions by the Vatican. Yeah. And that's true also with saints. Uh, the saint have to go through a very rigid uh, process and documentation is one of the main ingredients of that process. Yeah. Uh, 
you have something like we all have perhaps uh, medals of St. Christopher. Well, there is no record. Yeah, (laughs) he got demoted, yes. Uh, And that is because there is no record, written record, of proof of the fact that a St. Christopher actually existed. And that's true with many other saints uh, and apparitions as well. Uh, well, it could be tradition or, you know, just, um, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, well, that doesn't mean, you know, you, you're going to be a sinner if you carry them or anything around, you know, no, 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 it's just that, uh, St. Christopher is not on the list of official saints, yeah, and remember, the Vatican does not make a saint. It can only declare who's in heaven. And all who are in heaven are saints. Even your, you know, Grandma Jenny. I was just going to say there's a lot more saints than those that are officially declared. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody in heaven is a saint, by definition. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Yes. Well, in the early church, particularly in the letters of St. Paul, he refers to those people who, as you just said, are sort of saints in the making, people who accepted Christianity and are working uh, really not only to live out their Christian faith, but to spread it. That's what really is important. We are all responsible uh, for a little bit of spreading the good news. So, you you know, you often hear people say, well, the only thing you don't talk about in mixed company is religion and taxes or something of that kind. Uh, And that's wrong, because part of our responsibility of Catholics is to spread our faith. That is one of the reasons why the Jewish people uh, have been not exactly abandoned by God, but not favored by God as they were at one time, because they refused to open up their whole uh, communities to others. They were originated to be the light to the nations, other nations. And they kind of refuse to do that. So we have to be careful that we don't uh, get into the same situation. Most, You're right. Joe just made a point that uh, the apparition of Our Lady of Guadalupe was responsible for the conversion of millions and millions of, of people and probably was the largest uh, single event of uh, conversion, mass conversion. But most of the other uh, apparitions took place where there was a need uh, to correct the situation. Um, one of the things that is not on here, because it's not, it was mentioned in, in the movie of La Pento, 
you heard that. Uh, that is back in the 13th century where uh, St. Dominic, a lady appeared to St. Dominic and told him to have the people pray the rosary and to spare, to have the people of uh, the region of Italy that he was in uh, spared from the invasion of the Turks. That's a whole other subject. But there is a special uh, conversion of people in a special region for a special purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody really knows. The, it's over a period of time, uh, but this idea of St. Dominic that I just mentioned is often credited with the spread of the rosary originally. Yeah. But we, no, there is no historical fact of, uh, attributing it to any one person. No. The idea of using beads uh, has a very, very ancient, it goes all the way back to the Egyptians. Yeah. So we really don't know. Any other questions? All right, then let, yes. The same pattern that is in there already. Yes. Uh, you know, we have a painting of Our Lady of Guadalupe in our church here. Up on the back wall, there is a small painting there, and uh, that has a little history, and if I recall some of the details, because I was involved, not so much in its acquisition, but it was donated to the parish, uh, and it was on cloth, uh, and we had to have, you know, remember Ruth took uh, part in that, uh, we had to have uh, it stretched and uh, repaired and then it was uh, framed and so forth and so on. Yeah. I went to a wedding at St. Rose and this girl carried a bouquet of flowers up to Mary. What was that for? Well that's a very common practice. Oh. That's a very common practice of uh, putting flowers in, in front of the statue of the Blessed Virgin. Oh. Yeah. And then they offer prayers. It's like the candles the same way. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? Well, I hope you got something out of this. Uh, it's obviously was not a Scott Hahn movie. Yeah. Uh, at least you didn't have the same guy talking to you rather fast in a way. Uh, but next week we will have uh, a video and it will be sort of the conclusion of this session on Mary, and it's called uh, Mary, Queen of Heaven, and of all, uh, Queen Mother of uh, all mankind. So let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this time together, and we thank you for so many graces and blessings of this session. And we ask you to continue to bless us, inspire us, really, uh, into the purpose uh, of Mary. Help us then to accept those things that uh, have bugged us in the past um, and to be enlightened in a way that we devote our minds and our hearts and call upon Mary for intercession. So we thank you for this time together. We thank you and praise you in all things in Jesus' name. Amen.